All right, we are live with episode 299 of The Shooter's Mindset. I'm Jennifer Seymour, and our other co-host tonight is Greg Cannon. How's it going tonight, Greg? Oh, a little bit tired, but fantastic otherwise. Awesome. And our guest of the hour is Luke Johnson from Lafua Rimfire. Uh, well, it's not just Rimfire. Y'all do all kinds of things. But tonight we're going to talk about Rimfire, specifically lot testing the ammo. So how's how's it going tonight, Luke? It's going good. I'm excited. To, thanks for having me on the show and ready to talk some Rimfire. Yep. Everybody's always anxious to hear that. I get a lot of questions about uh, Rimfire ammo, so we'll get into all that tonight. Uh, for those of us that are unfamiliar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of like how you got into shooting and ended up working with Lapua. Yeah, absolutely. So I've started competitive shooting since I was nine years old. I started shooting rimfire silhouette and as long as centerfire silhouette. I am still an active member in that community. I'm still very active shooting wise. And then uh, when I got into high school, my freshman year, soft, uh, my freshman year going into my sophomore year, a good friend of mine said, hey, do you know that you can go to college on a shooting scholarship? And I'm like, no, but it got my interest. I'm like, this is awesome. So I started shooting three position and prone my freshman year of high school and ended up uh, competing through high school on the national level. And then I ended up being recruited by University of Alaska Fairbanks. So I went and competed four years at the collegiate level at University of Alaska Fairbanks, uh, three-time All-American, uh, three-time NCAA qualifier. It was a great experience. Absolutely loved it. Now, I kind of took, after that, I took a year off, year, year and a half off of shooting, and now I'm refreshed, recharged. I'm still shooting, I'm still shooting silhouette, and now I'm starting to get into the world of NRL and PRS a little bit, so I look forward to branching everything out. So you're going to come in and kick everybody's tail now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the bottom dog. I'm starting from scratch, so it'll be, I'll have to work my way up through the ranks. I'm sure you'll get there quickly. Um capstone as a whole so Lapua is part of capstone so how did it get its start and how did it get to where it is today so absolutely so uh, so capstone originates so with capstone we are the importers for Lapua rimfire and centerfire sk rimfire and vitavori powders and then we are the distributors and exporters for burger bullets so in 2018 when NAMO, when NAMO incorporated Burger, we formed Capstone Precision Group. So it's just all lumped in there together, kind of yep. a one-stop shop. Yep. I shoot burgers, so I like the burgers. <laughs> I shot them last year and this year, so. Fantastic bullets. There, <laughs> Greg's, Greg's repping. <laughs> Amel is who was like, when I started out, I asked him a lot about reloading when I started, and he was like, get the burgers, get the burgers. I was like, Yes, sir. So I did. <laughs> I did what he said. I feel like he's a genius, so I should uh, listen to him. So we were talking before the show about how you say it, because a lot of people say Lapua instead of Lapua. So where did that name come from, and what is the actual correct way to say it? So the actual correct name is Lapua, and it originated from the town in Finland where uh, the where Lapua was originated. It's a town in Finland. That's where our headquarters, where that's where Lapua's headquarters is. Sweet. Everybody always says it different. It's really funny. People are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> however, you, however you're supposed to say it, it doesn't matter. Normally, <laughs> the stuff in the blue box. 
that's normally <laughs> yeah that's normally how guys when guys can't pronounce it they're like, you know what i'm talking about the stuff in the blue boxes <laughs> that's right the l word <laughs> yep so we went and shot we were talking about the burgers i shot them this past weekend um we went and shot a match at pig river and just wanted to kind of shout them out a little bit early on in the show it was a great match um i enjoyed it um it was cha a challenging match for me. I don't know about for everybody else. It was very positional, um, which pushed me, which is good. Uh, had shots out of 1,200 yards, but Josh Bandy had a great setup. It was organized, fed us great lunch every day. Um, very well-run match, and I don't know of any issues or any hiccups that happened the whole match. So, um, Greg, what was your take on the whole Pig River <laughs> Yeah, so it was my first time up there. Um, it was definitely different. There was a lot of things that I've never seen before in matches that were extra challenging, um, which I kind of like. And then sometimes, you know, it depends on how I do at it. You know, if I manage to keep track of the targets that are not shot from nearest to far, then I like it. If I don't do it, then I don't like it. Um, but it was definitely something different. Um, the facility is amazing. He's got some awesome props. Everything there looks brand new. Um, you know, there, there was nothing beat up or old sitting around. Um, the match I'd like room. to beat that pig up though. We're not going to talk about that pig, but pictures of the pig look awesome for the gram. <laughs> which is which is true. But yeah, it was a it was a great match. Um, I was really fortunate. I was able to pull a cert to help me get a uh, one of the little mini gamer plates off of the prize table. Um, so that's really cool. I'm excited about that. I don't have to steal one every every time before stages. Like we said, it was a very positional match, so it was probably nine out of ten stages I was having to steal a gamer plate from somebody. Someone may or may not have stolen my gamer plate off of my rifle in between every time that I shot it, and then it may or may not have been super loose on one of the stages, so when I went to shoot my gun, it completely moved off the plate. It looked so cool. Did not feel so cool. Did not shoot so cool either. Almost turned around and shot Greg instead you, of. You target. would get a. You would probably get a match DQ for that. Probably, might have been worth it though. But anyway, <laughs> it was a great match. So anyway, but back to what we're here to talk about: the Lapua um, ammo, the lot testing is a specific thing. So Greg, hit this next one. So we understand you guys have some service where basically I could take my beautiful rimfire rifle right here and that beautiful PDC custom chassis and send it off to you guys. And then you tell me like what the best bullets in the whole world are for us. So yeah, can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have two rimfire performance centers. We have one in Marengo, Ohio, which is where I'm at. Uh, we are 30 miles north of downtown Columbus. And then we also have our original one in Mesa, Arizona for the US. That's where the first one in the United States was. It's at the same facilities where we manufacture burger bullets. So we have two performance centers that are open for walk, both walk-in testing and mail-in testing. So you can come in person or you can send your rifles off to us. Um, we started, our original test center is in Schoenebeck, Germany where Lapua Rimfire and SK Rimfire are produced. So that's where our first performance slash test center was and then we built mesa and now we build our third one here in morango ohio at the cardinal shooting center that's awesome so like what does the process for this look like you know if, if i walk in with my rifle i'm like all right i'm ready to go what, what do we do yeah absolutely so i'll go so you walk in um 
I have the rifle, check it, I inspect it, make sure everything's good on it. I take the rifle out of the stock or I can test it in the stock. We can kind of get more in the detail of that down the road. But typically how it works is I get the rifle, take it out. We have precision engineered action blocks for most common rimfire com competition actions. And so take the rifle out of the stock, place it in. I torque it into our precision engineered action blocks, place it on my machinist vice, snug it up. And then we have electronic targets at both 50 and 100 meters. So with one shot, we can simultaneously test at 50 and 100 meters. That's super You're awesome. Muted, Greg. I know. I, I realize that. I realize that. So what I said was that is awesome. And so like, I mean, you don't have to like go and walk through the sun and like take a picture on your phone and then like use the app and figure out how big it is. It just like shows up right there. Yep, absolutely. I'm looking here and I can grab. I thought I had one of my printouts here on my desk but I do not. I can grab a printout of what it looks like. So when you test it, it prints off the group sizes that are act and it's the actual size. So there's no measurement involved. The computer automatically measures it, centers them up. It's super easy. I hit the print on the printer and you have the results right there. That is sweet. And so like, if I send my rifle off to you, you'll send me back a, a list and be like, you know, this is what, uh, this is the results. Choose what you want. Yeah, absolutely. So in person, we can talk about them there. And then same thing with the mail-in gun. So you send a mail-in gun, you schedule an appointment, send me the rifle. I put it on the calendar and I test it. And then whenever I test it, I email you the results and like, hey, Greg, here's your rifle. Uh, here's the lot that I recommend. And I highlight it, but I'm like, but then I'm like, give me a call and we'll talk about it. And then we'll go through the process of like, like I kind of break it down to like, okay, this is why I would, recommend this lot compared over the other ones and break it down further from there. So like, what are the, the things that you look at to make you recommend a lot over another? Is it purely like the hole that this put in the paper is smaller or is there, there are other things that go into that as well? So the biggest one is, so our targets measure outside, uh, outside edge to outside edge. And, and so I know that a lot of guys out there are in inches and I apologize. All of ours are in millimeters. So I'm so used to talking in millimeters and everything like that. So um, what we're looking at at 50 meters is around 15 millimeters, 15 millimeters outside to outside. And then at 100 meters, I like being around um, 30 millimeters, which is just right at about a minute of angle at 100 meters. That's so awesome. that's typically when a rifle shoots well that's normally the top end of the scale where that I go, yep, this is a lot that I'm comfortable selecting for our customer to recommend and say, yep, this is going to shoot well. This is what you need to do. But um, going back, going back a little bit. Uh, so what I look for in a group is, is the outside overall diameter. And then also on our targets, it's overlaid on a 50 meter ISSF target. So it gives you, so on an ISSF 50 meter target, an international shooting at 10.9, is a perfect shot. Then it goes 10.8, 10.7, 10.6. So it's talking about the number of centers or X's. So it gives me a dispersion of that. So that's the second thing I look at is um, how many center shots are in that group. Because if it's most, if it's all stacking on top of one another and then one kind of creeps out to make it a 14 millimeter, that's still a really great 
a lot just because of the amount of centers. And it could just be a fluke. And then it could be a fluke like that. I don't like to call them outliers. I mean, flyers, excuse me. I call them outliers that they just squeak out a little bit. They're not a true flyer, but they, it's not that awesome little pen cap hole that we're all looking for. It just makes it squeak out a little bit. So I don't like the term flyer because it's not a true flyer. It's just a little bit of an inconsistency. I'm going to start calling mine outliers. Thank you. You just made me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I, it's a better term. It makes, it's not like a flyer to a flyer to me is like when it's like one of those, like it's out there by like an inch and it's like, okay, that's way out there. But like, it just makes the group grow a little bit. It's an outlier. And then uh, the, one of the last things on our printouts that it does is we have, um, so it takes the outside diameter, then it also measures the furthest shot away from center in millimeters. So I also look at, that's kind of the third thing I look at too, is just looking at that to say, how far away was that outlier on the outside edge from center? If that's, there is, if there is, typically we don't see that when it's matched, but this is, I'm talking like on the, upper end of the spectrum right now of like what is like the higher end of what I look for. Typically what we see in rifles in matched rifles is around 13 millimeter is around 13 millimeters. And then a right under an MOA in between an inch and a minute of angle out at a hundred meters. That's typically what we see. Then you have those absolute hammers that I have that are shooting around the, <laughs> that are shooting around the 11 the 11 to 12 millimeter range and then an inch out at a hundred meters an inch outside to outside or, or sub inch. That's when you were really, really talking into, yeah, this gun is tuned up perfect with this ammo. That's awesome. <laughs> my yeah. range, my range records right now are at 50 meters for a 10 shot group is 9.49 millimeters outside to outside. And then at a hundred meters, it's 18.1 millimeters outside to outside. Wow. What kind of rifle was that? It was out of a Stiller 2500X with a Mueller 5 groove. Don't even know what that is. Sounds like I can't bench. afford it. It was a bench, it was a bench rest <laughs> rifle. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much a PRS NRL guy. And I, I look at some of these just crazy bench rest guns and I'm like, ooh. And, but I... It's awesome too because I've seen a few of like custom CZ 457s, Voodoo's that they sneak in there every now and again and give those bench rest guns a run for their money, and I love it. I love when they do that. I absolutely do. Say, I'm I'm not gonna lie. This this thing up here, like off of a bag, it's it's ridiculous. That's how I am. I have uh, my silhouette rifle that I shoot is uh, Savage on shoot 1710. Mm-hmm. So before Onshoots had their import license, Savage had to import them for them. Mm-hmm. So they have the Savage stamped on them. That thing is an absolute – it it scares me how good that gun still shoots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great thing about Rimfire is they just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. It was really fun to beat Greg with his own gun. Just saying. <laughs> Jen has beat me with my own gun, and she's beat me without my own gun. And she beat me last weekend, and – I'm going to beat her next weekend because she's going to the beach and I'm shooting. So winner. <laughs> Takes my absence for you to beat me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I borrow your gamer plate? Oh my <laughs> God. I'm just kidding. So real talk, gray ops, like faster than Amazon. I placed the order 
at like nine o'clock this morning at like 10 o'clock this morning, I get a shipping confirmation. He's like, it'll be in the mail today, two day delivery. So thanks to Dave Preston and Gray Ops, I don't need to borrow your gamer plate this weekend. So um, how many different, I don't even know how many different kinds of ammo Lapua makes. Lapua, 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 I'm not gonna try and say it right. Lapua. <laughs> So we make, so we have um, in our rimfire line, we have Center X, Midas Plus, X Act, yep, uh, Polar Biathlon, uh, Biathlon Extreme, and Pistol King That's in the awesome. Lapua line. And so at the test center, we, those are all, those are all available to test. We have those to test, but predominantly the two brands that I test the most are Center X Midas. And then Polar Biathlon and X Actor in there around number three. That's awesome. So, like, you guys are part of SK. Is, is, is SK an option at all? We do not test SK, but if you have SK and you want to bring it along, to just say, hey, I've been using this. Can I just see how it does? Absolutely. And that goes for any type of ammo, like any type of ammo that you guys are using. I like when guys have their ammo that they're currently shooting in the matches and bring it along because then it gives me a benchmark. So yeah. then we can say, okay, this is what you're shooting now. Let's beat it. That's awesome. That's that was the next thing I was going to ask is if I have you know some CCI standard velocity or some you know any of the other things, that would be really cool to you know because obviously the group size is going to be different out of your machinist vice with your custom fixtures than you know me with my game changer and a bipod. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's nice. It's nice having that because it takes the human error out. Mm -hmm. So that what it's doing, the ammo is doing what it will do in your action. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. I'd, I'd love to see what this thing would actually do. Just strap down in a vice one day. That would be awesome. Yeah. When you come visit your brother up here, bring it along. We'll get you, we'll get you on the books. That, uh, that might have to happen. <laughs> um, so like how, how long does it take to go through this? And like how many different lots do you, of ammo do you actually test through it? Yeah, so I know so, it's not just brands, it's lots also. Yes, so it's uh, it takes about two hours, two and a half hours per rifle. And then I run through 10 to 16 different lots of ammo. So what typically a standard test is guys call, they schedule their appointment on Capstone, or they get on the Capstone website under Rimfire Test. They schedule the appointment, they reach out to me, or they call me, and I go, all right, perfect. So I get them on the books, and then I will say – all right, what ammunition would you like to test? What brand of ammunition would you like to test? And typically it's Center X and Midas Plus. So I'll run through eight lots of Center X and then eight lots of Midas to give a good distribution of what the ammo will do. That's, <clears throat> that's awesome. Um, so, so like how big is like the size of a lot of ammo? Like everyone here is like a lot of powder, a lot of ammo, a lot of this. And we've said a lot, a lot. So like, is it like this is the ammo from Tuesday or what? what is a lot? Of ammo? So a lot is, it's typically, it can range anywhere from 40 to 50,000 rounds in a given lot number. And it's one product, it's one run through our machines. So it's one run and that's all one lot number. And then we make another production run and then that's a separate lot number. And it's just, it's based off of the production runs. Gotcha. 
So you guys will, I'm assuming you have like one machine and you know, it's like, okay, we'll set it up and we'll make some center X. And then when you're done with that, you'll make some, some biathlon or something like that. Yeah. Yep. We have multiple, we have multiple machines and we run it and we run the ammo through. Awesome. I've always wondered that, like, what is a lot? Yep. Um, let's go over and hit some lives real quick. So we got a lot of people in here watching, asking questions. Um, quit freezing on me, Facebook. Um, so Ken asks, what's the cost of the service? And when animals are being tested, we already answered that part, but. Yep, it is $50, it is $50 a rifle. That's actually not a bad deal for all that y'all do. No, not at all. That's like $50 worth of ammo. So it's practically free. Um, Robbie wants to know what's, as far as different lot numbers, he's not seen a different groups. They all do the same. Um, and he also wants to know if rim thickness really makes a difference. Um, rim thickness, our rim thickness is pretty well standard across the board. It does it does but um i know a lot of guys measure rim thickness when it comes when they do sorting and we can get into more detail with that down the road when it comes to sorting ammo and then testing rim thickness and all that stuff what i would always do whenever i was shooting if i did anything was i would check the concentricity so it's it's checking the con i'd have a concentricity gauge i'd spin my bullets and check and check for that that's kind of what i that's what i did when i was shooting international three position in prone I didn't even know they made concentricity gauges for rimfire. It was a custom. It was a custom one that a that a friend of ours at college made, okay. and so, so it was pretty cool. When we got once we built we built it and it it worked pretty sweet. That's all. Awesome. Hey, my my friend Bill Jordan. I wanted to I, ask Bill's question. No, I want to ask Bill's question. You got greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell that story. So I have to question. tell the story. So. He was ROing and we were at a match um, at Todd Resource and there was this KYL rack at like 300 yards or something and I got down there and I was hammering that thing and I told myself, I'm just going to go one more and I'm going to stop. And that one like scared the target really bad as it breezed right next to it. And the next thing I hear is Bill go, you got greedy. And that, <laughs> I could have been in second place had I not done that. Had I not missed that target, if I would have stopped and not missed it, I would have been second overall out of about 70 people. And I ended up fourth, but. Uh. Again, Jen beat me in case anyone. Anyway, <laughs> but his question is, he wants to know when Center X will be available. So center, we have center X available. Um, check with your favorite distributor. It should be back on the shelves. And if they don't have it, yell at them and tell them to go buy some more. <laughs> if they don't, it's coming. If, if they don't, it should be coming soon. Awesome. <clears throat> so we kind of talked about what the different kinds of ammo you guys offer are. Um, is but let's go into kind of some of the differences in between them. Um, like is the Midas plus, is that worth it over center X? Is it better in any way? So when you look at statistics, statistically Midas, like statistically X act will shoot better than minus plus Midas plus will shoot better than center X. 
but it's all on how your rifle's tuned. It's all about how your rifle, how the ammo is tuned up with your rifle. So, um, we, um, sorry, I just had a, a notification came through the bottom of my screen and it caught me <laughs> off guard. <laughs> yeah. No. So anyway, back to what I was back to it. Um, so statistically Midas plus will shoot better than center X, but with rimfire, unlike centerfire, you have to take the ammunition and tune it to your, you have to take your ammo and tune it to your rifle where in uh and you're at the mercy of the lot where with center fire you can tweak a little bit of things with your ammo to get it to shoot good mm. so um it all depends on your rifle that's what it comes down to is it all depends on your rifle that some rifles like a lot of midas better than center x and then sometimes there's rifles that find a lot of center x that just smokes any midas that i might have so that's why it's worth to test both it's worth to test both of them both brands yeah, and that's that's one I didn't test, but I doubt that it works any better than the Center X that I have through this particular rifle. Yep. Because you know that rifle has never missed a shot. Like I've pointed the rifle at the wrong thing, but it's never missed a shot. It's awesome. Um, I've heard people asking if Center X minus plus and Exact are all loaded the same, but just have different quality standards. Yes. So that's where the statistical probability comes in. So statistically, oh. so statistically, X acts a higher grade, and will shoot and shoot more consistent. And like, but that doesn't mean that it still has to tune to your rifle. Oh, learn something so that, new there. So that's why it's worth to test them all. Is to test each. Is to test each lot. Are the lot numbers consistent between the two? So, like, let's say I have this, like, this Center X lot number, blah, 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 shoots lights out. Can mm -hmm. I call you and be like, hey, do you have any exact in the same lot number? So, lot numbers do not repeat. Dang. And that's kind of, and that kind of brings me into the next topic. And I saw that that was on our sheet here is talking about what our lot numbers mean. Mm -hmm. So, the first two, so I got my box here. Let's see if there we go. So the first two. So this is a twenty-six. So it's twenty-six five five five. So the first two numbers are meters per second. You put a three in front of it, so it's rated for three hundred and twenty-six meters per second. And then the last two numbers, the five five, is the year that it was produced. So five five is for twenty twenty. So when you see the five five, it's for twenty twenty. Five four is for twenty nineteen. Five three twenty eighteen. Oh, this is some old stuff. What year do you have? Uh, 2018. Okay. I've seen, I've still seen guys shooting from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see very much of that, but you still see, you still see some of that pop around every now and again. I know. At the first part of that, I, when you said the last three or a year, I was like, this thing was made in 1953. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just a code. It's just different codes. Gotcha. Um, Ken wants to know Midas and Center X. Um, what's the best length barrel that they're designed for? And again, too, it's all about personal preference. There's kind of, there's a couple schools of thought that you hear some guys talk about 24, 24 and a half is the best. Then there's another group that is 20 to 21 and a half is the best. And then there's another group that's 18 is the best for rimfire. It's something weird. That's a, uh, it's a little bit shorter. Is yours, what's, what length's yours at? 16 and a half. 
Well, and there's an old school of thought is that it only takes 16 and a half inches of rifling to stabilize a 22 bullet. Mm -hmm. It takes one revolution and you have them stabilized. But typically I just, in my experience, it's cutting it close. It's cutting it way too, it's cutting it way too close. If you start shooting in colder and start shooting in colder condition mm -hmm. where um, I live in Georgia. So you don't got to worry about it. <laughs> colder conditions is 50 degrees. Lucky. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, We've gotten some cold matches here. But I typically, personally, I like to be around 20 to 21 and a half. And that's just me personally. Um, again, too, it's going out and just, it's dependent because different rifles, just from the quality of different barrels, it's off the quality of steel. It's just mm. where it's harmon where it's harmonicized, how it was slugged, everything. So there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, so there's was, not a definitive, this is the magic number. I was actually trying to get the same rifle in a 20 and a half inch. And, mm -hmm. you know, for a little while, and I'm not, it's probably still this way, the CZ 457s, when people found out how good they shot for the price, they kind of flew off the shelves. Yeah. So I just told my, um, buddy over at sharpshooters i'm like these are the item numbers that i'm interested in call your guys and tell them if any one of them come in i want it and like three days later i got a call and that's the first one that came in so that's what i got and you know i thought like oh yeah you know maybe i'll change the barrel later then i did some not so much lot testing but brand testing and shot some center x through it and yeah i know that barrel doesn't need to change it works perfect yeah Let's see. Um, Are there any more lives? Dominic said 21 inch for him. Robbie said 20 and a half for him. Everybody has longer barrels than me in here. I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, so like, let's say I called you. I'm like, yo, man, I have to shoot something 200 yards away with a 22. What ammo do I buy? What would you say? Without coming in, without coming in the test, um, Center X is a very is one of is a very good product for the price point and the most mm -hmm. bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. So, as a good starting point, is Center X is that's that's what I would recommend. Hey, that's what I use. That's awesome. And so we always hear about biathlon ammo and like some people know what a biathlon is. Most people don't, but what's the advantage, what makes that biathlon ammo and what makes it advantageous over other ammo? Yeah. So with polar biathlon is it's a little bit thicker lube. So, and going like, so our lube is it's, um, it feels like case lube. Like when you're lubing the necks on your casings, it's very similar to case lube where compared to Ely's, it's more of like a beeswax texture. So with ours, um, with our polar bath on, it's a little bit thicker. It's a little bit thicker lube just to help protect it and help keep it temperature stable. Because in biathlon shooting, it's normally done at really cold temperatures, normally around zero degrees Celsius, normally around anywhere from like, it's sub-freezing most of the time when they're shooting biathlon. So it's a little bit different powder and a little bit thicker lube for more consistent ignition. And also uh, the bullet design's a little bit different. Not much. It's just, there's a little bit of a, if you look at it, compare a center X compared to a polar biathlon, there's just a little collar in there because of expansion due because of the constriction of the cold. 
So for better performance in cold weather. But what a lot of guys like for the polar biathlon is it's typically a faster speed. So their most polar biathlons rated around 335 meters per second. So with shooting longer ranges, when the guys find a good standard deviation, extreme spread with polar biathlon, that's what a lot of guys like to use it for is to get it out, get it out, stretch it out a little bit further. So that's its main advantages in the NRL PRS world. That's awesome. All right. You ready to hit discount corner? Sure. All right, so we're going to do Discount Corner where we just have a couple of little discounts for people. So I'll let you start it off, Greg. Let's see. I have the code MINDSET10 in all caps. It'll save you 10% off of all PhoneScope products. Um, it's just an all-around awesome product. You can put it on your binos, put it on your spotter, put it on your scope, whatever you want. Um, it's real good for training. You know, if you're trying to train up a new shooter, you can sit there next to them watching the phone, see what they see in the uh, – in the reticle, you know, if you're telling them, Hey, you know, hold two mils left and they're holding two mils, right. You can see it real easy. If you know, anything like that. Plus it makes really sweet videos for the gram. Just saying. I wish I had that thing on whenever that bear ran across the range. Oh, I know he was so cute. He looks, he I'm just not looks sure like... cute is the word, but yeah, a big bear. We're in Virginia and it went running across about 700 yards out right across the middle of the thing. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so for my discounts, I have um, carbonarms.us. You can get 10% off with TSM-10 on shotgun shell caddies and shotgun tube extensions and all kinds of stuff for three-gun. Um, and you can also get 10% off at Under Industries on awesome jerseys, hoodies, arm sleeves, um, Chris is doing masks now, all kinds of stuff. So check them out at Under Industries. Um, they have a Facebook page. And if you just message them on that page and mention the shooter's mindset, you get 10% off. Do you happen to have anything for us, Luke? It's okay if you don't because we're totally putting you on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say we have uh, free testing at the LAPWA, at a free testing certificate. And then we also have uh, – three sets of a hat and t-shirt. So wait. Yep. And so we're going to do kind of a giveaway on that stuff. Um, so within probably around the time the show ends, there will be a post up. I'm going to start working on it now. Um, and what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to like shooters mindset because you know, if you're watching us, you should like us and you're going to have to like Lapua because everybody likes Lapua anyway on Facebook. Um, and then tag two friends in the comments and you will be entered to win. We'll do our drawing next Tuesday night on our live show. And then you will win your prizes. Sweet. Sounds good. Don't all fight over it now. I know everybody wants the free testing because that would be awesome to have. So, yeah. And no, you cannot enter and win, Greg, because you're on the show. That's not how it works. <laughs> that was not in the official terms and conditions. Well, it is now. I was, I was going to go and tag you and Anthony. That's for our viewers, not for you. Fine. Um, so if somebody does win that or decide to get the lot testing, when it comes time to buy the ammo, how do they do that? Is it sent back, like if I send my rifle in, you send it back with the rifle, or do I order it separately? How does that all work? So how it works is is that if you have if you have one of your favorite distributors that you already previous that you use rimfire through that you buy your rimfire through now we uh, 
give you would order it through them. So all of our ammo is stored in our warehouse in Sedalia, Missouri. And so how it works is, is that you place an order through your favorite distributor or us. We are now, through the test center, we are now allowing sales so that if you don't have one, we can help you get set up with it and that we can just, we'll just do the process through us. But so um, you purchase the ammo through your favorite distributor and we drop ship it right to your location. That's awesome. Sweet. Make it easy. I like it. Is there a minimum or a maximum amount of ammo that they so have to purchase at a time? The minimum, when you come through the test center, the minimum is one case. So 5,000 rounds. Sweet. And then there's no maximum. If we, if I have it and you want to buy it all, absolutely. Did we say with the whole lot discussion earlier, how many cases are in a single lot number? Yeah, anywhere, cases is anywhere from seven to nine, typically. And okay. so I don't test unless I have over a case available. I don't test any ammo if it's less than one case. So there will always be one case available of that lot number. Typically, so, it sits around two to three. Two to three cases per lot is typically where I sit. Okay. So if I get the testing and then in two years, I want to get more ammo and that lot is out. I just need to test again. Yes. Okay. To get with, with what is available then, what lot numbers yep. are there. Gotcha. So what do the lot numbers represent? Uh, I was going to say, I think we covered that a little bit earlier. I think early. we did. Yep. Yeah. We went over that a little bit earlier with the speed, with the speed and, um, everything like that. I was just, I have the live feed pulled up here below me and I saw one of the guys asked about feet per second. So um, real quick, just some, just some quick ones. So when I was talking about polar biathlon, um, 335 meters per second is around 1100 feet, is 335 meters per second. It's around 1100 feet per second. pretty amazing you can spit that out <laughs> um if i buy two different lots that have the same velocity will they shoot the same group size out of my particular gun do you think in a perfect world it would be perfect if it does um so if you have to test on your own and you can't make it to the test center that's a good starting point so if you have the velocity that shoots good it's good to find one that's rated at that same speed for a starting point, it's not a true scale saying, yes, it is guaranteed, but it's a good starting point. And then normally typically branch off then start branching off from there. That's what I recommend for guys when um, they can't make it into the test center. But at the test center, we um, typically have a good range of different velocity speeds. So I will start, I typically start at the higher end and then work my way down. Or if a customer says, hey, I know my rifle shoots really good around with the 26 or 27 speed, we'll start testing there and then go and branch out from there. Because just because your rifle in the past has shot well around that speed doesn't guarantee that it's going to shoot well. There might be a better, there might be a better match for it at a 28, 25, 29. There might be a better match for it. So it's a good starting point when looking at the velocities. That's good. So we talked about the ages a little bit, like Greg has some from 2018 and you said some guys are shooting from 2016. Does the age of the ammo impact the performance? Like I know people are like, oh, this ammo is so old. Or like it, Regina Milkovich wants her fresh ammo. 
if it's um if it's stored properly then the age necessarily doesn't affect it um i mean i would be stuff from like early 2000s it's going to be tough to get to shoot well but typically by the time you shoot you'll shoot through the lot before it'll go bad but um a lot of questions that i get asked is do i need like how's the proper way to store it and so in a room in a climate controlled room temperature because a lot of guys go well it gets warm when it comes when it gets shipped across on the dock which is true but once it gets here in the united states that it's at a climate controlled temperature it stays at room temperature so that's where you want to keep your ammo just because it keeps it ambient so it's at so you don't want to heat it up cool it down heat it up cool it down multiple times so that's why i recommend it even at matches too so at matches when i go i carry my ammo in a little cooler bag i have one of the little i have one of the little blue cooler bags that i keep my ammunition in just to help protect it just so that if oh i forgot that i'm running a stage and i accidentally leave it sit out in the hot sun it's at least going to be protected and not get super hot or super cold on those really cold days. I believe Jennifer has a comment now, ju judging by her face. Yeah, don't let your ammo, although my ammo wasn't that hot. It, I was keeping it in my bag in the shade. Anyway, I had a stage that I had pressure signs with my center fire ammo and blew a primer and should not have blown a primer because it's not loaded hot. Um, and all I can think is that it was hot outside. Um, anyway. So we put my ammo on ice and it didn't do it the last two stages, but yeah, don't let your ammo get hot. <laughs> I have a quick shout out to Prentice Wink's wife. She, she puts up with him. So she must be an amazing human. Just wanted to throw that Mrs. out there. Mrs. Wink. Mrs. Wink. I love it. Hey Prentice, I see your <laughs> notifications because every time it comes across my screen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your shout out p winky yeah so i have a couple people asking luke um what are your recommended cleaning processes and products for a 22 barrel yeah so um so my cleaning this is just how i do it um is so around every 200 shots i know some rifles need to be cleaned sooner but typically around 200 shots I run a couple wet patches, a couple dry patches through it. And then maybe around a thousand, it's like 750 or a thousand total, I nylon brush them. I don't like to run uh, bronze brushes through rim fires unless it's absolutely necessary. Like if I can't get them to shoot, then I go to my bronze brushes. But typically if I keep up with it, clean it right after I'm done shooting while the lead's still warm, it helps knock it out. Run the solvent down. Uh, run the dry patches down. I'm good. Then about 750,000 rounds, run a nylon brush down through there just to make sure everything's good to go. I use, um, I use Bortec rimfire blend yes! or, or Bortec carbon remover when I can, when I can get, when I have it. But if you can't have it, any general hardware store has crow oil and crow oil works great that's enough that's a solid go-to that i've used for years when before before i found bortec like and me personally using bortec that's uh that's what i used was crow oil so and even still i go to the range i forget it the local mom and pop hardware store down the road will have crow oil nice um do you use their uh rods and their um um all their other stuff too 
Uh, yeah, I have, I have it. It's typically whatever rods lay is laying mm-hmm. closest to me. I have J Dewey, I have Bortec, I have all kinds of brand of rods. It's normally typically whatever one's laying closest on the on the cleaning bench to me. Yeah, I, I I ran into them at Precision Rifle Expo, and he started showing us the uh, their little chamber guys that have the little spot for the patch, everything on. And yeah. I was like, oh, I hate you. I'm about to end up poor. So I got one of those, and I got the rimfire blend, and I got the cleaning rod. You know, I, I only have a garage full of gun cleaning stuff and I ended up picking up like everything that they have, but it, it just works so, so, so good. That's exactly how I am too. I am the same exact way. I have boxes and boxes and boxes of it. Probably all the gun cleaning stuff and and hardly anything to clean the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another one. Another one that I really like is is the bullet knockout set that I have from them. So if you get brass that's stuck in there and just put it, it threads right on the end of your clean mm-hmm. rod and you can drop it right down the edge of your barrel, that has saved me multiple times at the range. I love having one of those just throw right in my cleaning pack. Yeah, I need to get one of those pretty bad. I've never, yeah. I've, I've never, I need oh, wood. I've never needed one at the range with a rifle. Definitely needed one with a pistol before. Um, <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, that's a really sweet setup that they have with those two. I have a, a little brass rod that I made for a pistol. Yep. But it's, like, heavy enough that hopefully if something gets lightly stuck, I can get it out. But if it's a bullet in the barrel, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, normally it's just nice, like, if you get brass in there, if you have an extraction, extraction issue. Mm-hmm. That's what I use it for. I've never – yeah, same thing, knock on wood with bullets. But, yeah, I have – with the if brass gets stuck or something, it's super easy. I can just go and throw it down and knock it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so with, you know, I'm in Georgia. So what it does down here is like it rains and it's so hot that then the rain boils when it hits the ground and then yep. it evaporates. So you got like humidity going up and rain going down. How does that affect 22 ballistics and accuracy and velocity and all that good stuff? So typically higher, hum- higher humidity, it's higher density altitude. So that's when me personally, I have two different lots that are sitting around. Um, I have one that's at like a 329 speed and then a 323 speed. So I have one end of the spectrum and then one at the other end, just because when but the density altitude's higher, I like running that faster velocity to help get through, to help make it through because with it being thicker, higher humidity, it's, it's puts more drag on. So that then whenever it's low humidity, I go out west, I like the slower speeds because the slower speed is below below the speed of sound. It's even further below, so I don't have to work it. So it really helps cutting the wind when I'm shooting at 100, 125. So the slower speeds help really cut the wind. So that's why I like having those two lots just kind of dependent on density altitude, what I want to run that day. Speaking of two lots, let's assume that I'm like smarter than me, like yourself. And you, you think enough that you want two lots for different temperature, different density altitude or something. So if I send you $50 in my gun, would you, would you do that for me? How many different of, of each would you do? Oh, can you, re- can you repeat that for me real quick, Greg? So, if, sorry. If, if I wanted two different lots of ammo, like let's say I, you know, I live someplace with drastic temperature swings, drastic humidity swings. And I'm like, Hey, I want something, uh, I want something for the cold and something for the hot. Would you be able to, you know, sell me two different lots, find two different lots and. Yeah, absolutely. 
Sweet. And even and even still, like we have the case minimum, so like you could do twenty five hundred of one and twenty five hundred of the other to meet that case minimum. Ooh, well that's nifty. Um, Dominic wants some of your thoughts on Snapcats in twenty twos. Are they needed on everything? Yes, use them. I most match rifle most match rifles are you can dry fire them, but it's just it's just me being preventative. I mean, you can get away with it, but if you have snap caps available, spend the money. Spend the money and get – you can even use drywall screws. Maybe like the drywall studs. The, the, little, little, rub- the little anchors. Yep. Use the drywall anchors. Slide one of those in there and dry fire it a little bit. You just got to – you can't dry fire a lot on them mm-hmm. just because then then they can get stuck and then you got to pull them back out. But I was going to say we all have spent brass. I have a – I normally keep a piece of spent brass and just keep rotating it. And then whenever I get it dimpled a good bit, throw it out, put a new one in. So that just caught. that scares me putting something that color inside of my chamber when I'm not trying to shoot it. Yeah. See, I'm fortunate enough that I have the same absolutely beautiful rifle right here in both center fire and rim fire. So if I want to dry fire, I just dry fire the center fire. Yeah. <laughs> so that works out perfect. Uh, Prentice said that his wife thinks he's a stud. <laughs> on on that note, um, also he wants to know how far do you think a 22 is accurate. What's, what's your furthest 22 shot? My furthest 22 shot has been 500 meters. Oh, that's awesome. That's the furthest that I've stretched it has been 500 meters. Mine has been 350 on a six inch piece of steel. And I, I hit it and, you know, it was repetitive, no problems. And I was like, well, I guess I'm done and got home. And I was like, hey, hey, Jen, l- listen to how far I shot. And she's like, why did and I was like, I wish I could have shot farther. And she's like, well, why didn't you hold over? I was like, oh, I did have more elevation hidden in there. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, when I'm getting out that way, I have to hold over. In my, I can get, I can get four, I can get right around 420, 450 through my scope. And then I can, then I hold over the rest of the way. I'm going to try and make it. Oh, it is fun. Bill Jordan pointed out that I also beat him in a 22 ELR competition at the end of a match one time. <laughs> um, Mike wants to know, are there different 22 chambers? So like, I know, I know very well that in a six GT, there are two, at least two different ringers that fit two very different bullets. Is, is that the truth with the, the standard of 22 also? Yeah, so there's so there's kind of the two kind of standard chambers that you see is guys find um, like for Ely and Lapua is typically how is kind of how where you have it like with the six dasher where you have it for Norma and Lapua so you have a Lapua dasher or a Norma dasher and it's typically the same thing with rimfire you have an Ely chamber or a Lapua chamber they both work you don't see any functionality issues it's just kind of a choice over the other. So what chamber do I have in my 457? Is it a factory 457? Mm-hmm. I am not sure what CZ uses, what reamer or specs they use. Might need to measure that one day just to see. I'm pretty sure it's a Lapua chamber, though. It, uh, it, it Nothing comes close to it. Funny how the different... Different rifles and different ammo combinations can make a huge difference yes oh yeah in center fire and rim fire 
there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities to center fire as there are in the rim fire world but the biggest thing that i see guys struggle with that are center fire shooters that come over to the rim fire world is that they're so used to being able to tune their ammo is changing the seat depth a little bit change the charge you know what i mean maybe even just switching the primer brand can make you go from shooting three quarter moa to a quarter moa where with rimfire you are at the total mercy of what the production runs are of finding a lot that's tuned up with your rifle that, that's so true i i think I've been lucky with both my first load development with uh, with my 6.5 and then my quick little ammo test on my on my 22. My 6.5, I literally, I just got reined into Cabela's. And I was like, well, like literally we couldn't see the first row of cars outside of the parking lot. I was like, well, I guess we might as well hang out here a little bit longer. Let's go head over to the uh, reloading section and I'm going to Google what to load 6.5 with and picked up some stuff and just had the most perfectly consistent ammo I, I think I've ever shot out of a centerfire rifle. And then with this, you know, I bought like nine boxes of different ammo, and there was a, a box of Center X, and all of the little holes were all in one hole. So I just got lucky with that, I think. How does BC affect twenty two ammo compared to centerfire? So with rimfire, the it's more and less finding that standard deviation and extreme spread and accuracy plays a lot more of a factor than BC does. It still plays a factor, but I don't go chasing it. Uh, Lapla on the Lapla's website is they recommend uh, our G1 BC is 0.172. So I typically run it at 0.18. 0.175 is typically when I run it is that's where I just run it and I don't really look much further into it. Um, I know when you start changing the different twist rates in the barrels, you can start seeing a little bit of difference, but mostly what I focus on is extreme spread standard deviation and accuracy. Just because we're staying below that subsonic, that we're staying below that transient sound barrier. So mm -hmm. BC is just, it's there and it can, it might help you gain that 10th, but I'd, it's not going to throw you for a crazy loop. Makes sense. Ooh, Let's see, so, you got any more live? So Kevin made a comment which reminded me of a question that I thought of earlier. So I have a really awesome GSL suppressors, woodland suppressor, sitting where I need to go and fill out paperwork soon. Um, if I'm going to send my rifle to you, what, what all do I need to send? If I have a suppressor, do I need to send that too? Will that affect it? Um. Yes, we like to test. We like to test how specifically you guys shoot. So if you guys shoot suppressed, we like to test suppressed. And so for right now, we can just test. We have the stamps and all everything at our Mesa test facility. So if you want to test suppressed, you'll have to send it or go in person to Mesa. We are working on getting my tax stamp here. If you come in person, I can test it in person as long as you're with your suppressor. Well, that works. Because if I come up there, it's going to be when I come to visit my brother and We'll take a take a day trip and come hang out with you. Um, <laughs> I just said, wait, there were twenty twos before Christ BC. <laughs> um, hold on, the so, comedian. Yeah, someone asked a good question. Hold on a second, let me find it. Um, 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 um. um. Robbie said, what's a good BC for a 22? Like what, what, is there a target BC or is it just like, it doesn't really matter a whole lot because of the speed? 
it doesn't really matter a whole lot because of the speed. I just I I just stick with the one with the recommended G1 and just go with it. And let's see what I think there's another one. Um I'm not sure if you've done much with uh like factory 1022s, but Rusty wants to know he or his son has a, a Ruger 1022 and he's using right now CCI standard velocity um, that worked good in his last match. Do you have an ammo that you would recommend for him to try? Uh, hold on just a second. I just saw that too. Um, yeah, if CCI is, is right around 1076. So uh, if you're looking to make uh, a jump up to the next stage of CCI standard, a good place to start is with SK Standard Plus or SK uh, um, Semi-Auto. With now we have a new product with SK that we released this year at SHOT Show was SK Semi-Auto. So that makes a good pair with the Ruger 1022s. Yep, and so uh, what I recommend to anybody that's, you know, Rusty or anybody else that's looking, you know, to just do something quick at home and try something new, go online, Definitely order some Lapua Center X, order, you know, some SK, you know, order a box of 50 of each of them. Go sit down on a nice calm day where it's not raining or windy or anything like that. Shoot five round groups. So do one of brand, you know, of MOA, one of MOB, one of MOC, and then go back one of MOA, one of MOB, one of MOC, and do that two to three times. Get your average group size in between those because you know your your barrels warming up through the process. You're getting more tired through the process. Average your group sizes. Your tightest group size is, is going to be you know, your tightest average group size is going to be your your best ammo based off of a quick at home test. Obviously, nothing beats you know going into you know the the Lapua Performance Center, bolting it onto a vice. But if you're wanting to do something at home, you know five boxes of twenty. You know, five fifty round boxes of twenty two is like twenty bucks. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I recommend to guys if they can't make it in. But for fifty dollars, running through sixteen different lots, it's you can't beat it. And you don't have to worry about the weather conditions because we're in. It's a it's a tunnel, no wind, no rain. You're dry, and you can do it simultaneously at fifty and a hundred. And especially now with the whole NRL X coming out, that's mm -hmm. being able to test at and being able to get consistent groupings at 100 meters is going to be giving you that edge when you start shooting nrlx matches that's awesome just, just go ahead just, just because a lot of times there's some slogans out there where people say just because it shoots at 50 means it's going to shoot at 100 and that is not the case mm -mm, mm -mm, nope typically it's a typically okay it'll shoot decently but it, when you get it at 100, when you get it tuned in at both distances, that's your lot of ammo. That's Agreed. Right. Agreed. So you were talking about matches. What upcoming matches or events do you have? You said you're going to jump into some PRS and some NRL and some NRL 22. So what, what's on the docket for you? Yeah, so I'm hoping this weekend I finally I get to shoot one of my first silhouette matches. Uh, there's a, a high-power regional silhouette match out in Missouri at Bentress Rifle Club of Missouri. So it'll be nice. I get to slide out a day early and go see everybody at the office too in Sedalia. So I'll get to see everybody I work with, which will be nice, and then go shoot for the weekend. But um, right now the PRS schedule NRL is kind of open. It's kind of whenever I get a free weekend 
and slide out. I'm probably going to try to slide over and make it to one of the practical rimfire challenge matches at uh, Peacemaker over in Glengarry, West Virginia. I'll try to make it over and shoot one of those. Right now, I'm just I'm learning it. I'm learning the game, learning practicing positional stuff at home, just kind of getting getting a feel for it. And I've gone and watched a few matches, but I'm I'm getting ready to make that jump in jump in to start shooting. Well, you said you're in um, Ohio, right? Yep. Matt Steiner has oh, an yeah. Ohio match. I've gone up and shot. Yep, I've gone up and shot a okay. few times with Matt. Oh yeah, he, yep. <laughs> he has one coming up. Uh, what's the date of it? Fourteenth, uh, a vortex sandstorm. Yes, and he said he still. I like this weekend. He said he still has openings, so you should yep. totally go shoot it. I'll probably be. I'll probably slide up. Well, I was gonna say I'll be out in. Uh, no, it's not. It's not the fourteenth. It is the nineteenth. It's the weekend after, I believe. But I am. If, I might be able to slide up and watch, but I don't know if I'll be able. I don't know if I'll be able to shoot. I don't got my. I don't got anything really tuned up yet for it. I got my twenty-two sides of things, but center fire. I'm still. I'm still looking exactly what I want to do. I mean, who needs to tune up? Like I literally went to this <laughs> match with ammo I had not shot past a hundred yards. <laughs> That's me and Greg were talking. Me and Greg were talking before the call about that. Just. Yep, get your zero, running it through the Kestrel, and we'll just go for broke. Just go. <laughs> hey, Jen, when did, when did you load your your ammo for that match? Um, I loaded my ammo at 6.30 Friday morning before we <laughs> left at 9 a.m. Friday morning. Hey, that's the perk. I'm just going to throw another perk in there for shooting rim fires. You don't got to reload. You get you get your two cases of ammo. You can wait before the night before, grab your two bricks, and head to the range and shoot. That is one nice thing with rim fire. Two bricks? Yeah. How do you afford two bricks of this stuff? <laughs> oh that's funny oh, yep. hold on someone asked a good question hold on where'd it go actually it prentice asked a good question so you always hear about people saying you know get the old wax out before you put the next round in so how much difference does it make like let's say i shoot some brand x and then i shoot some lapua are my first couple rounds going to be different while the old wax is still inside of the rifle Yes. There's an old, there's, if you can't, there's an old saying about for every inch of rifle, for every inch of rifling is that's how many shots it takes to get the old wax out. If you can't clean, but typically if you want to go really into it, yes, but typically between five to eight shots, if you're going from brand X to Lapua, you can between five to eight shots, you're going to have it knocked out that that lead will be knocked out if you can't clean and you'll be okay. Gotcha. So I should, so in theory, instead of doing, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, I should do one, two, or do one and then do five over here just to clean it out and then do my next one and five over here to clean it out. Yeah. If you're switching from, if you're switching from brand, if you're switching from like brand, like brand X to any of the Lopal products. Gotcha. Sweet. I know, uh, talking about upcoming matches i know you have your nrl 22 match saturday greg right yes if anybody's close by augusta georgia and wants to have some fun um out at pintucky gun club i'm going to be running my nrl 22 match we're going to have at the the main five stages at least one bonus stage and also just today we confirmed we're going to be having a gsl suppressors bonus stage or side stage um, where we'll, we're still trying to find a rifle still trying to find some ammo, figure that out, but we're going to do something involving a GSL suppressor, some steel and a prize. 
Um, if you're looking for us, um, facebook.com slash PinetuckyNRL22. Um, there's an event there, practice score links, everything. Um, come out, it should be a good time. Awesome. Getting some NRL22 in the CSRA. Yes, I'm so excited. That's right. So come and shoot that. Uh, do we have any more live? Robbie said, woo! <laughs> hey, Robbie. <laughs> He's excited for the weekend, but that is all we have live. That's all. All right. We can, I think we can wind down to shout outs then. Greg, you want to start? Sure. So we'll start out by uh, shooters and sharpshooters of Augusta. Our local ranges here, they still have ammo in stock. It's a great place to go and do some uh, 22 testing. That's where I do all my all my work up. PDC Custom, the same absolutely beautiful chassis here, available in rimfire or centerfire, neon lime green or normal human colors. Um, NDZ Performance, they also make lime green parts and other weird colors. Um, but if you want to build a real sweet Gucci Glock on the cheap, check them out. Phone Scope, we kind of talked about them earlier. Shooter's World, if you're into the sports where you have to actually put your own powder inside of the casing and load them and all that other stuff instead of rimfire. Um, no powder shortage there. They're still fully stocked, still shipping. Um, you can find them all over the place. Um, Hunter's HD Gold, um, wore mine all weekend nonstop. It was cloudy and then not cloudy and then cloudy and then not cloudy. So instead of having to change my glasses back and forth, I just wore them all weekend and they kind of adjust with the light. It's great. Uh, we've already kind of talked about how amazing Bortec is, but if you still didn't hear that, Bortec is amazing. Go check them out. Um, it's, you know, if you're looking at, if you're a tool guy, it's like the snap-on tools of gun cleaning stuff. It's amazing. GSL suppressors, if you want less bang for your buck, it makes it quieter. That was a really bad slogan I just yeah. made up there. Yeah. <laughs> but there is less bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even but, know what to say about that. Greg, stop talking. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, awesome cans. They're, that's why my barrel's so short, because I'm going to get an artificial extension to go right about there, and it's going to be silent. And then also, um, I kind of want to shout out, I don't have it behind me right now, but this was the first match this year that I got to shoot my beautiful new centerfire build. It's got an awesome Curtis Custom action. It's the Axiom in it. That 60-degree throw is awesome. Um, it was my first time I got to shoot it in a match. Um, Spartan Precision did an awesome job um, spinning up my my barrel. I got the Trigger Tech Diamond in it, Vortex Optics, PDC Custom Chassis. It's just a, it was really fun to actually get to shoot that in a match for the first time. All right. Luke, you got any shout outs you want to say? Nope, I'm good. I just want to say thanks for having us. It was an absolute blast. Oh. And that, and next week, I was going to say, I'll just do next week, uh, Emil Praslik and Brian Litz with Burger Bullets will be on next week. So stay tuned. It's a, it's a capstone back-to-back -back week. It's Woo! our 300th episode next week. Ooh. Are we going to get so, cake for that? No, I'm on a diet. Oh. Get, get your own cake. I don't <laughs> like cake. Can we do like a fruit tray or something? It's your house. Get whatever you want. <laughs> You're over there. So... <laughs> All right, so for my shout outs real quick, Prime Ammunition for awesome ammo, and they're working on the 6GT, so hopefully soon I won't have to load ammo. McMillan Stocks, beautiful stocks. Night Force Optics, uh, Warren Scope Mounts, GSL Suppressors for keeping me civilized. 
HD Gold, Bortec, Under Industries, Shooters of Augusta, and Sharpshooters of Augusta. So with all of that, I think we can wrap this one up. And I just want to thank you, Luke, for coming on for spending, what, almost two hours of your Tuesday night with us. And we greatly appreciate it. We appreciate Morgan helping to uh, get it all set up. She does a great job. So uh, if, if y'all tune in next week, we'll have some more capstone. So that's going to be it for episode 299 of The Shooter's Mindset. See y'all next week. <laughs>